tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast, presented by AmeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Boken Silver, Nathan Desaw. And uh, today is a very big day. Um, as we're recording this, it is March 7th of 2023. And uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, um, a new Sentai has begun. Don Brothers has concluded. Uh, we will be taking a look at Don Brothers at some point in the very near future. But um, that's another video for another time. But the Sentai that is taking Don Brothers' place has premiered the highly anticipated Osama Sentai King Oger. And we're going to be taking a look at the first episode and reviewing it in depth. Uh, we have the whole team on again today, so I'll let them say hi real quick. Go ahead, guys. Hey, Pat Shinken Red here. Hey, I'm Rez, and I'm Gokai Red. Anthony, Joe, you green. Wow, the roll call actually went pretty smoothly this time. Yeah, don't get used to <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> it won't happen again. Watch next time. I say I'm Gokai Red, then we have to wait for Anthony to be like, oh, oh, wait, yeah, that's me. I'm next. <laughs> do we want to like just do, do it like an like a, like a order change where like we'll just say, hey, I'm first, and then you go next, and you go next? I thought we already established that Patrick goes first, and I go second, and you go third. <laughs> okay, that's probably fine. I thought we would like just... jump, you know, because sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll switch it around, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, King Oger. <laughs> so, um, we, we already made a video uh, talking about um, the, the themes uh, way back when we got, you know, some early scans of it. Um, you know, we, we talked about in depth how much we like the suits, which the suits are still awesome looking, even in action. Uh, um, so, uh, we gave a pretty basic preview. Um, not really much to talk about with, like, you know, what we were thinking going into this Sentai, because we've already made, like, an entire video uh, podcast, I'm sorry, talking about that. So, uh, with that said, uh, we're going to hop right in. But uh, first, we should probably talk about um, what the themes are regarding this Sentai, as well as a couple of firsts, because despite this being the 47th Super Sentai, it's actually got a few firsts um, going for it. Uh, so it has a royalty theme, and the rangers all have uh, insect motifs, as we've established. Mm -hmm. So, um, first in time with a royalty theme. Uh, you know, I mean, there was kind of some stuff with it, with, like, Shinkinger, with, like, Takeru being the lord, but that's not really royalty. Um, this is the first Sentai, believe it or not, <laughs> it's still amazing how... It's 2023, and they're only just now doing this. This is the first Sentai where all five of the Rangers, so the full team, have an insect motif. We've been talking about how we wish they would do insects. I even remember once, uh, in like at the beginning of our Jew, one of our Jew Oger videos, I said they were never going to do a full team insect motif because Kamen Rider monopolized it. Well, I was wrong. They finally done it. Um, they, the only, um, there were previous Sentai Rangers with insect motifs, but they were both only duos. Uh, we had the uh, Go Rigers, um, Kabuto Riger and Kawaga Riger from uh, Hurricaneger. Uh, they were adapted into the uh, Thunder Rangers in Ninja Storm. And then we had the Beaten Stag Busters from Go Busters, or the Gold and Silver uh, Grid Battle Force Rangers from Beast Morphers. So, uh, this is a big first. Um, now, a big thing is uh, we have a first-time head writer for this um, Sentai here. His name is Minato Takano. Uh, Takano, uh, so from what I've read, he worked directly under Yuya Takahashi, who was the head writer for uh, Kamen Rider X-Aid, Kamen Rider Zero One, and Kamen Rider Geats. Uh, and uh, he apparently did some writing work for that, which, uh, Anthony, you've seen those Common Rider seasons, so is mm -hmm. this, like, a pretty good resume for him to have? Oh, yeah. De I definitely can agree with that. 
all right, cool. Uh, this is his first time uh, working on Sentai. And he's also actually pretty young, too. Like, he's barely young, uh, older than me. He's like 30. Yeah. So, well, I'm um, 30. So he's as old as me, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the youngest uh, Toku writer that I've seen lately, since a lot of them are much older, but that's beside the point. Anyway, um, we're just going to go over the basics of this plot. Um, the episode is called I Am King. Uh, so we start off with an opening narration where in a land called Terra, five warriors united under a guardian spirit known as King Oger, which is the giant mecha this season, and they defeated an evil empire called the Bugnarok. And after that, the warriors all went their separate ways and they created their five individual kingdoms with their individual pieces of King Oger called the Shu Gods. And they have ruled over these kingdoms um, at, for 2,000 years in peace. But unfortunately, there's a prophecy that the Bugnarok will one day return. And with their return seeming imminent, um, all of these warriors are called to the capital kingdom of Shugodom. And it is here that we are introduced to our... Um, um, to four of the uh, current kings. So we have Queen Ron Jimeno, who is pretty young. She's kind of vain and beautiful. Uh, you know, your typical, like, you know, posh queen, I guess you could say. Uh, she comes from the high-class uh, Ish Ishabana kingdom. Uh, we get more of a hot-blooded strongman named Kaguragi Dibosuki. Dibos who is king of the Tofu kingdom, which uh, is a bit more agricultural and maybe, um, kind of resembles more of like a traditional Japanese culture. Like he's considered a lord. They don't call him a king. And he looks like a warrior. So you could probably say that he's like a, this is like how the sam samurai from like the feudal era worked. Uh, we have a mysterious and soft-spoken Rita Kanasuka who's a queen of a winter kingdom called Gokan, who, uh, Anthony, I think you were saying this, uh, the way she dresses, she looks like, uh, what's that character's name? Uh, the genist from My Hero Academia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my fiance and I have been watching that show recently, so I immediately got those vibes. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, and then we also have the highly intelligent, yet also very arrogant Yanma Gus, who's king of a very technologically advanced uh, in Kosofa kingdom. And also we're introduced to a peasant in the Shugodom kingdom called Gira, who's, you know, just playing around with his friends, just screwing around like a typical peasant. So the four, so the other four rulers, they arrive in Shugodom, where they meet the king of that kingdom called Rakules Hasty. Uh, Rakules uh, says that the Bugnarok are set to return, and he wants to take uh, control over all of Terra so that you know they can unite as one and defeat the Bugnarok. But of course, Yan um, Yanma doesn't want to. Uh, the other people want to, but Yanma refuses since he thinks that. Uh, Reckless is attempting to like seize power for himself. And then unfortunately, um, shortly after, thereafter, uh, the kingdom comes under attack by the Bugnarok and their forces. Uh, we get um, um, so we get a transformation um, where they can all use their swords to transform into King Ogers. Uh, so Ron, Kaguraki, and Rita all transform. Uh, Ron is the Kamakuri or Mantis Oger. Her color is yellow. Kagu Ragi is the Hachi, or Wasp, Oger, black. And uh, Rita is the Papillion, or Butterfly, Oger, uh, violet, although it's more of a, of a, um, like a lilac color, as Anthony kind of pointed out in our previous podcast. Um, if you kind of pause here, uh, the transformation sequence is kind of weird, where, like, you know... They don't even get, like, a sequence so much as it's just, like, this big jewel, like, you know, just appears over them, and then they shed it, and then it, uh, and then they transform. My, what, what do you guys think of the transformation sequence? Can I say something first? Yeah, you go know, ahead. 
maybe I might be like leaning more into this, but if I'm wrong, then that's fine. What I want to maybe assume is that because this is insect theme, what if it's like a cocoon and they just hatch from it? You know what I'm saying? Like, thinking like how, how butterflies and stuff, you know. That's the I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Like so yeah, it's still pretty good. And I mean, like we said, I mean, we can't really stress this. Those suits are awesome. I, I just. I don't know. Like, I, I remember, like, I know we've already spoken about this, but I remember when people said that, like, these suits were going to have capes and they were going to have a more armored appearance, like the uh, Mighty Morphin suits from the 1995 movie. And I was kind of worried, but those suits ha have not disappointed. They looked awesome in the early scans and they still look awesome today. Um, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them top tier Sentai suits, but it is nice to get another team with capes. Yes. Yeah. What are they? Just the third team with capes? Uh, uh, yeah. Go Ranger, Maji Ranger. And he's yeah. Guys. Yeah. So it'd be third. Yep. I mean, unless you want to count like an, an individual person, like uh, the Black Knight slash Magna Defender. But, yeah. yeah. I was talking. I was talking core team. Yeah, you're right. Um. But anyway, um. So. Um, while there's a big fight um, against the Bugnarok, um, we get a scene where Yanma is attempting to uh, activate King Oger from uh, the um, Kawa um, Kawagata Shoe God, um, which is resting in the Shoe Godom, but it won't. But it won't answer his call. And then, um, while this is happening, uh, Gira heads to the castle. Um, you know, he's begging Reckless to help because uh, it, it should be noted that, you know, Gira idolizes these heroes. You know, he thinks that they're, like, amazing. They're, like, gods. And, you know, he's asking him, like, why isn't he helping? And uh, Reckless, who turns out to be this completely corrupt king because, I mean, aren't, aren't all kings kind of corrupt like this? Um, he intends to use the attack as a distraction because he wants to invade Yanma's um, kingdom uh, in Kosopa because he wants to gain absolute power for himself, like full control over the land of Terra so that he can bring peace. And Gira gets really pissed off and he steals Reckless's sword. He declares himself the new king and basically says, like, if this is your form of justice and good, well, then I'm going to be evil and actually protect people. So um, he declares himself a new evil king. The sword answers his call when he transforms into the uh, Kawagata Oger. Uh, Kawagata is a stag beetle, um, and it's red. Um, and as he transforms, he arrives in the cockpit um, of uh, King Oger, which, uh, yeah, King Oger is also the name of the mech for this season, which that's kind of confusing, I'm not going to lie. like. I think we already spoke about this. Like, couldn't they call it something like, like, King Oger? Like, actually, King, I can't really. King Oger Robo. King Ro Oger Robo, yeah, something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, he uses it to defeat a giant monster to uh, lead the that was leading the Bugnarok's forces, and uh, the episode ends with him standing victorious, declaring that he'll conquer the world for the sake of the people, and then a bunch of uh, royal troops around him, and uh, he's ordered to be executed. And that's how the episode ends. Uh, so, uh, anybody want to uh, take their first uh, whack at this in their early thoughts? Yeah, I will. All right, cool. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts here, but I'm going to start with the most important one first. It is so nice to have a Sentai with a strong opening like this, because I haven't seen one in some of the more modern Sentai that was this strong in a while, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe Anthony has a different opinion, but of the, of the pilots I've seen, I've seen almost every pilot, excluding Ryu Soldier, I think, in recent times. And none of them drew me in like this one did. And I don't know, I think part of the biggest allure here is this doesn't feel like a TV show. Like, aesthetically, it does not feel like a TV show to me. It feels like one of those 
A-plus Hollywood films with, like, amazing graphics, beautiful visuals. Um, it's very eye-pleasing, to say the least. And I am 100% here for that aesthetic. Like, it's just so captivating, and there's so many little details that make you want to watch the episode multiple times just to experience all of it, in my opinion. Um, one thing I wanted to comment on, but I kind of didn't earlier, was the transformation sequence. Um, I thought it was interesting that they did it in this way, um, simply because a lot of times when you have a Sentai or a Power Ranger transformation sequence, like a morphing sequence, um, it's pretty long. It's like 10, 15, 20. I think in the case of Dinosaur, it's a good 25 seconds long. Uh, not Dinosaur, mm -hmm. it's Dino Fury. So having one that's simplistic gives me the implication that, hey, here's what the Henson looks like from an outsider's view looking in and not the pretty animations we get as a viewer at home. And I thought that POV was really cool. And I'm kind of expecting in the next couple of episodes, we're going to get some kind of crazy CGI Henson when all five are united under like one team and not like individual kingdoms working for their own ambition type thing. Yeah. So those are the big things that I wanted to cover that Nate talked about so far, like about the transformation. I didn't get a chance to really say much. Um, also, hi, Frankie. Are you lonely again? Um, kind of. Cool. <laughs> so we're talking about King Ozer. I have not watched it, but the mecha toy looks really cool. I'm going to buy it next week. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to my thoughts on this. Um, I thought the concept of the motif was played out really well here. I really liked how this is not like a, hey, these are all people in one kingdom. These are all people in their own kingdom. They each are their own ruler. And they each have their own politics, their own philosophy, their own motif, their own ideas. And I think it's fascinating to see how it will go from here in terms of that kind of story stuff. Um, Gira is very not what I was expecting when I saw, like, promo photos in the beginning. I thought he would just be another king. But having him be a peasant that's just kind of there, and then he becomes the red, while it can feel typical, I thought it was pretty cool. Because... Is, um... Is this another red-centric Sentai? No. I mean, no. I don't know. I don't think so. We're only one episode in. <laughs> yeah. Does it seem like it's going to be? That's what I'm saying. No, I don't get that feeling. I think there's going to be a lot of focus on a lot of them. Because yeah, Zenkaiser was very much Zenkaiser-focused. Yeah. And Don Brothers became very Don Momotaro as that series went on, so I was just curious. Actually, yeah, in... In uh, Dawn Brother, we focus more on Oni's sister than anything else. Mm. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. watched any of it yet. Yeah, I mean, neither. I just read as it got on and went, became way more Don Momotaro than anybody. I mean, he's there, obviously, but he's like, but it's more or less like he kind of shares the spotlight with other with the other uh, characters, so. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like all four, five of the King Ogers personalities were made i mean okay obviously like i don't think they like they probably have like the core of the focus on gira and a little bit on uh yanma but i feel like we get the personalities of ron uh kaguraki and rita pretty decently in this episode we also got yanma's personality really well too yeah. i will yeah, say like outside perspective i do like the designs i think they look really cool yeah we all agree on that you want to give any thoughts, Patrick? Uh, Anthony, you go first. Oh, for me, I want to say that it was very interesting how distinct the other kingdoms were. Because usually they'll just be like, oh, this kingdom is this, this kingdom is that. But they actually took time to actually give us like a full-on like view of how it all looks. And it looks vastly different than the next one. With... Uh, Papillon uh, Oger's uh, kingdom being like, you know, and in, in basically in like, you know, in a frozen tundra, basically. And then you have um, 
I'm blanking. Why am I blanking on the blue one's uh, name? Uh, Taunt. Is blue. Yeah. And then you have his kingdom being technology based, which is honestly my favorite one. Because I, I, of all the kingdoms, I think the blues is my favorite. Just for this, for the technology area alone, is my favorite aesthetically. He's not my favorite ranger, but he's my favorite. He's my favorite. But his kingdom is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Patrick. Um, where do I start? Um, I feel I that feel sounds like, like it's gonna be a red rant. <laughs> this this episode kind of I've gone on about this. I've made this complaint about a lot of modern Sentai and a couple of other videos before where I think they have a real bad job of pacing the start of the season, and I think this episode really encapsulates that complaint I had. This felt like three episodes jammed into one. Mm -hmm. And it felt so, so suffocated to really explain and expand on itself. How we went from there's five kingdoms, and they each have a a king that has a that's a ranger tied to this bug god, and then they all come together, and then the evil guys come out, and then a peasant goes in and hijacks, and he gets the saber somehow, and like slow down. <laughs> it felt like an opening three-parter jam in the 22 minutes, and I I don't like these fast-paced Sentai openings. I don't. And yeah, I think... I, I, felt I, I, this was probably the, I feel like this was probably the worst case of it so far. You think so? I think so. By the time the episode was done, I was like... What? Honestly, <laughs> I got more whiplash watching Kia Ranger than this. I mean, this this is pretty bad, though. I mean, okay, so you're not wrong. There is some bad facing. I will give you that. Um, and I think, listening to you, my opinions might be in a state of, I'm wearing the glasses of somebody who's been watching a lot of bad stuff lately. <laughs> um. So, like, you know, Geki Ranger, Setman... Um, have not I mean, been the greatest things in the world, right? Like, no, but then but... also on the side, I've been watching newer Sentai like Key Ranger, which I mean, okay, it's not bad, but it's also not great, you know? Like, that's kind of how I feel too. Thank you. So, but I mean, so me seeing, so you... me seeing them trying to attempt to make something that's you know has a decent story and has some really cool lore. I get excited really quick, so I think I have that the glasses on of somebody who has been waiting for something good to happen. Yeah, I know, but it's like they tr they I I know that they're eventually going to tackle a lot of the stuff in this like lore and all this stuff in future episodes because that's just how they do it. But I would rather the slow build up and kind of the misdirection because Red wasn't. Because I wasn't paying attention to any of the promotional stuff, so I wasn't expecting Red to be this this peasant, low uh, low tier, low on the food chain type person to go in there and get the sword and become Red like that. And I felt if that was like the final moment of like episode two, where we're kind of led on to think that the the lead king is the actual Red. And then as the as it bleeds through the two episodes, you start realizing that he's a piece of crap. And then he goes in there and gets the sword. And I honestly, I think him, the sword granting him access to change into a Kawaga Tourette is a bit flawed also. Is, is that all it takes? You grab the sword? I'm the king of something. And then it's like, okay, yeah, you can change now. That, that was my biggest... That was me with the correct owner to Riz Branch. So, I was going to give later. He, so it's either he's related to this guy, or that thing's uh, validity check is very lenient. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of expecting the former to be the case here, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so am like, I. I'm, I'm, expect, I'm expecting this to be some 
uh, runaway prince or some kind of, hey, this kid was illegitimately born to the royal family, so we kicked him out and... Yeah. Or maybe... Maybe he was the son of, like, maybe someone who was, like, the true king of Shu Godum, but then Rackless, like, staged a coup and took over. I mean, it, okay. that's that way, possible. The way Patrick made it sound is, like, in Digimon Adventure 2020 when they started with Omegamon. Yeah, I hope that, it's not that fast. <laughs> no, it's not like that. That's it's different than that. But if... If we don't get some kind of plot of this guy is actually related to the king, are you telling me that the only thing he had to do to become Kawagata Ojer was walk in there and says, I'm the king of my own domain, and then he gets the powers? Like, it's like what? a DBZ of Britain. I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the king well, of I blank. Think... Here you go. <laughs> right. so, I think with the amount of lore we're, we're given in episode one, I'm half expecting the rest of the season to be expanding on that lore and giving us more info as we go along. Yeah, and I then this will be a case of like you know other seasons where they give us a bunch of lore and they don't do anything with it. Yeah, but then that also brings me back to something Frankie often mentioned a couple minutes ago: is if this is going to be centered around is he the real king and the rivalry between, um. Crap, what was his name? Yanma? Rita? No, um... Rockless? Gira. Gira, yeah. Gira and the, the king he stole the sword from. If this is gonna be like a a tug-of-war between those two, this season could very, very well go down the red-centric path. Very quickly. And very unapologetically. When it probably shouldn't, because... Each kingdom probably has their own struggles, their own culture, all, all this stuff, and how the king ties into that. And I would like to see that expanded upon and have every king kind of flourish in their own spotlights. Because this, they could, they could easily do things where some of the rangers go off and do solo stuff, which is something Sentai has rarely done and with this concept. But I'm afraid that the, the season setup could very easily have this go down a very... Red is like ninety percent of the story thing, really quick. And yeah, I'm I'm hesitant with this. I mean, and see, I the, the concept of the season is cool, but the pacing and the explanation so far giving me a bit of a a hesitancy on how this season could go. No, I definitely see what you're saying. Um... Again, I'm I'm taking those losses off of somebody who is on the hype train very obviously, right? Like Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm seeing where you're coming from here. I, I definitely understand your concerns and I definitely think you have reason to think so. Because you're right. This could turn into a very red centric thing. But my reason for thinking it may not is look how strong of a character Yanma was in like just ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really think we're not going to focus on Yanma going forward? I mean, that was also how we all felt at the start of Pure Uger, when we're like, all, all these characters are from different backgrounds, and they have such strong personalities. I can't wait to say, and they're all irrelevant by episode 20. <laughs> right, but see, the, see, the thing with that Actually, was... Pure Uger? Yeah. <laughs> I think they really established the personalities of the other cure users besides King in the first episode, though. Yeah. Well, the, the difference uh, between King and Garrett, in my opinion, I might be wrong here. I think King was more obnoxious than Garrett. You think so? I don't think Garrett's that obnoxious at all. No, I actually kind of like him because, again, yeah. another, another point I brought up especially when we were talking about Gekki Ranger in the early parts, was I hate hate the archetype of the super sugar rush energetic red. This guy and that's seems, been, that's and, been a and, big thing in Sentai for years. Yes, and mm -hmm. I, I hate that type of Red Ranger. Same. This guy seems like a very 
morally righteous kind of will do anything to get the job done type of red. And I, he feels like a breath of fresh air. You know what he feels like to me? Like what analogy I can draw to? What? He, that? Feels, he feels like a Robin Hood type of guy. Yes, thank you. Oh, Perfect. yeah. Perfect. Which fitting because this is a very fantasy based, uh, and, you know. Yeah. I think that's intentional is that he is a Robin Hood type of figure. He, he doesn't, he, I mean, you don't see him stealing from the rich to give to the poor, but you definitely see him looking after his people in the lower rungs of society mm -hmm. a little bit here. You know, they, they show him goofing off a little bit early on. Like, you know, he's, you know, hanging out with his friends and they're like reenacting the King Ogers. But, you know, he looks up to them. He's playing his heroes. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. And, I mean, he's a kid. And that does lead to something I'm actually curious to see going forward. Is how are the other four kings going to react to him? I as don't Red. think... So, my initial expectation is I don't think Blue is going to like him. Nope. I think Purple is going to not give a crap. Um, Black will also not approve. And Yellow will be insulted. Because he's yeah. of a lower class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where the whole... It makes you think... Not, uh, they could make it that way. Make it Red-centric. And also not feel Red-centric. Yeah, I mean, they're... There are ways to have a red-centric story done well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think having... Okay, so here's the thing. With the possible exception of Rita, who's the Violet Ranger, mm -hmm. none of these guys are really um, docile. They're all very strong personality. They're all very um, leader-like. So mm -hmm. they're going to all vie for attention, I think. I don't think there's going to be ever a moment where... For example, Himeno from uh, Isabana Kingdom will just say, okay, yeah, I, this isn't good for me and my people, but you know what? Screw it. No, she will fight tooth and nail to make sure that her agenda and her plans are acknowledged and it respected. What makes you think Black wouldn't approve of him, though, Riz? So, Black is a bit hot-headed, right? Like, he's more... He's more wrath, and I think in the wrathness, he's going to say, well, hold up. We're all here because we're leaders of our kingdoms. You're a nobody. And he's going to get annoyed at that pretty quick. Uh, that's what I think. But it seems like he seems more of like, you know, like an actual, like, you know, warrior or something. So I feel like he would probably be the yeah. first to accept like, Gira. Like, like, you know, yeah. Gira prevails over something, and then he's like, oh, you've proven yourself. You're a worthy warrior. I can look up to you like that. Yeah, he, like, right, but like, we have to get to that point first. And yeah, I okay. Initially, that's yeah. not going to be the case. Okay, yeah, you got a point. Okay, that's yeah. a point. He did I'm, I'm giving you like, an initial reaction. Yeah, he did seem like he was coming off as the more easygoing of all five of them. Or the four other kings. So I could definitely yeah. see him being the first one to be accepting. Yeah. It would probably it would probably take a couple of episodes, but I could definitely see him being the first one to accept him in. Yeah. It's weird how he's the most easygoing considering how his actor is like 30 while everyone else like his, he's the oldest of the actors. And if you mm -hmm. want to get an idea of like the age gap, his actor grew up watching Die Ranger. All these other Sentai actors from interviews, they grew up watching Sentai's from like the Hurricaner to Decca Ranger era. So, yeah, so pretty different age gap. Yeah, so he's our yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do want to. Uh, I know Patrick didn't bring this up when he was talking about like the pacing, but I do think that what I'm about to say kind of attests to it. I I kind of get maybe. Actually, no, 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 no. I I actually don't get this. I'm sick of seeing the main mech be introduced in the first episode. Of Thank I, you. That, like, yeah. oh. that's, um, that's something I will agree with. Even in PR, that bugs me. Mm -hmm. Okay. We gotta get Here's the toy on screen even as soon as possible. Unintended. <laughs> so, here's the thing that truly bugged me about this episode. Why is it 
he can completely form the Megazord without the other four Rangers being involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was in Don Brothers, too, wasn't it? No, no, no. Actually, no. That, you don't even see the, the real main mech until, like, shoot. Do you, I, I swear, Don Brothers took forever for him to get, get the, uh, the main well, I mean, mech. Did the King Oger appear in Don Brothers? Yeah. That's weird. No, it's not. How is it any different from the the Rangers appearing in the in the past season? I mean, I guess not. It's so weird. like, there, there's a thing I don't remember. If, like, it was in a movie, I think. But you saw the Gokai's on a mountain cliff looking down on the Gosei Rangers. Yeah. Like, how well, does that fit the story? I mean, it's it's always how they talk. They tell in crossover movies forever now, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, in the series itself, it's weird. But but like that's part of the storyline though is that you have this. So Sentai has a thing where you have two uh, handshakes that happen. The first handshake is in the actual movie or the series in canon, where either the next Sentai team comes and does like a quick thing to help the current Sentai team, or you run across them in a quick cameo doing something. And then the second handshake is at the end where the former red and the next red meet, they shake hands, and they transition the, the passing of the torts. So to me, I consider the mech and Don Brothers to be more the f- former where the Rangers come in and do something random to help the team or to just kind of be there in the background as a cameo type thing. I haven't seen the episode to really say how it worked, but yeah, that, that's all I got but on that. I, I do want to bounce off of Nate because that does go back, back to something I've I've said before where I think older Sentais are better at um, starting seasons off because let's look at Jetman. Jet Icarus didn't show up until like episode four or five, and Daijujin for yeah. Zoo Ranger, which we'll be getting to in a couple of weeks here, Daijujin doesn't show up until like episode five or six. They felt like that they had to build up and earn their mechs. Yeah. But here the it's just. The older Sentais were better with storyline and pacing than the new ones. The new ones just seem like let's sell as many yeah. toys as possible. Well, no, I'm not going to agree no. with that entirely. I think they did better at starting off the season pacing wise. It's after they've established the characters and everything is when the pacing for the newer seasons gets better. But it, it now it just screams, we need to get the new toy on screen as soon as humanly possible. And it's okay, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind it if maybe they introduce, like, the individual mechs and, like, mm-hmm. maybe have them shine, like, a little bit in the first episode. And, yes. ma- if, and if they have to fight a giant monster, maybe show off what the individual mechs can do for an episode or two and have them... Di- like, like how in uh, Jew, um, Jew Ranger... Uh, well, oh, yeah, well, Shinkinger, like what Patrick is saying. Or, like, in yeah. Jew Ranger, yeah, like, the first giant monster that they ever fight... And this isn't really a spoiler, because, I mean, it happens... Because you kind of see it in Mighty Morphin, too. The first giant monster that they fight in uh, Jew Oger is... Uh, no, 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 um, Jew Ranger is... Uh, is defeated only by the Tyrannosaurus mech. Or like in yeah. Ginga Man, where the first giant monster that they defeat, and again, if you've seen Lost Galaxy, then you've already seen this, like, the first monster that they defeat is defeat, and a couple of monsters are defeated only by the Ginga lion. Um, yeah. It happens uh, in um, Die Ranger and Taku Ranger, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're... Uh... And, like, I don't think Ginga even gets introduced in Ginga Man until, like, Six, six episodes in, or yeah, something. six, six or seven, yeah, and then, and then Gingayo's first appearance is like a grand moment. Yeah, it also, it really spoils the Mecca's first appearance when they like jam it in in the first episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wish they would go back to it because, I mean, here's the thing: one modern Sentai waited until like the sixth episode to show its main mech, Go Busters. We don't see Go Buster Row until. 
six episodes yeah, in. That's one yep. of the things, even though I haven't finished Goldbusters, that's one of the things I like about that season is that it paces itself like an older Sentai in some well, places. Even, even Don Brothers, Don Rudy Tyson, is up to what, episode 12? Yeah, it's a very long time to get to oh. that Okay, maybe I might have to watch. That actually makes me kind of optimistic for how, it, how Don Brothers is. Don already ties you and doesn't show up to like episode 12. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause, wow. Because what, what happens is that um, Don Mobotaro uses like his um, motorcycle and combines that with. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a carryover from Zenkaiger for the first yeah, couple of Zenkai, uh, was it Zu- um, Zuon? Is that, am I saying that right? Juran. 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 I just feel like every Sentai since starting with Tokyujur, Tokyujur is the most recent, I know this is weird, but like Tokyujur is the most recent Sentai I've seen all the way through, but I've watched the premieres of uh, most Sentai, um, I, uh, except maybe Ryu Soldier and, uh, and Akira Major. But um, with that said, like, now I do remember, I don't think Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger had... Uh, introduced the mechs in their first episode but i'm just yeah you're right um but Uh, i don't think i don't think geoger did either no i remember geoger did it i'm pretty sure yeah Yeah. i've actually watched the first episode that thing was there i'm just they introduced the the combined mech they that it literally should have been like the last bit of the episode so all every bit of that legends of the hidden monkey reference <laughs> now, here's the thing like frankie said when he came in here king oger the mech looks awesome but can even in the show it looks really cool i love how, i love the look of that mech but i mean i'm just can we stop shoving these things into the first episode for the love of god I'm My so boy. yeah like, it's, like Digimon, it's Digimon Adventure 2020 all over it. Yeah, but they're they're doing the simple. Like the kids were gonna buy the mech anyway. Just that's what I'm saying. It, it's like give it a grander. Watching Sentai, they're gonna yeah, be like, gonna, I want that toy, no yeah. matter when it shows. So so give the thing a grander introduction. Like this, like this thing's first appearance didn't have the same grandiose as like Daijujin or uh, Gingayo or Galaxy Mega or stuff like that. Or Dedicarus, anything like no, that. No, because yeah. the entire the entire thing was mucked up in my opinion because A, he can just declare, Hey, I'm king and I wanna be the red pilot or whatever. And then B, he freaking does it without any of the others involved. And that's the part that really bugs me truly because okay, if they had all five involved, I could maybe have said, Okay, that's that's <laughs> at least a little bit better than what we got. But because he just so voted it out and did it all himself, I'm like, okay, so what do the other four need to even do now? They're kind of redundant. How do you even know how to even ride this thing? Because it's not like how you normally sit in the cockpit and you just, like, you know, have the controls or whatever. No, he's literally doing this via uh, Pacific Rim where he's, like, like standing and having a whole bunch of, like, circuitry on his um, body and stuff like that. Like a body, like a... It's like a bias suit almost, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And you and go, as, you want to know what would help fix some of these problems? Make it two or three episodes long instead of just one episode. Yeah. Hey, Anthony, I know this is unrelated, but please tell me that Kira Majin doesn't appear in the first episode of Kira Major. No, it does, it does not. Oh, um, thank God. Okay, I can look forward <laughs> to watching that now. Here's, what, here's what's really interesting about um about uh Kira Major is that. They actually have you. You have an episode zero, so you have to make sure to watch that first, and then watch episode one. You're like, oh, okay, that that that's it's, it's it flows better when you watch it that way. Okay, cool. They don't try to shove the main mech into that season into the first episode of that season. Okay, cool. I can be optimistic about that. And even if they do, they do it in a way where it's not like I, honestly, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like they do it in a way it actually makes sense. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it's okay if maybe you do it in the second episode, but even sometimes when they do it in the second episode, it doesn't always work. Like, for example, uh, if we ever review a Cure Yujin on the channel, yeah. I don't like how they introduce Cure Yujin in the second episode, and it's only a mech made of, like, uh, red, 
pink, red, yeah. blue, and pink. Maybe wait until like the fourth episode, which is a big episode because that's when all four of them officially decide that they want to. No, no, all five of them decide that they want to yeah. fight together. Have like Cure Eugen be made of all five of their mechs, and this is like the big, like momentous occasion of them yeah, finally definitely. coming together. And that's how Cure Eugen operates. Just yeah, because because like my my uh standard for main mech is first an introduction to public guy-o. Yeah. His his first appearance was like because they, they gave it was the first time the, the Galaxy Beast, I forgot what they were called in uh Ginga Man. Yeah just the Ginga Beasts. Yeah the Ginga Beasts. Yeah. They got into their, their armored up forms for the first time. They had his theme blasting at full volume. And like they treated it like it was a statement moment of the show and it just worked so well. So things like this, it just feels empty. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> I can't wait for us to review Ginga Man now. Just remember how awesome that is. Oh yeah, I can't wait to revisit Ginga Man either. One but, day. Yeah, one day. Oh, it'll be soon. And like, um, what I actually kind of like about uh, Gira is the fact that he kind of wants to play the villain role, but he's not really the villain. He's only just re like he's just kind of being re rebellious because the king's being a dick, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I found that I found that hilarious. He's like, "I'm gonna if you, what you if what you're doing is considered justice, I'm gonna be the evil king. So I'm gonna be evil and then do good things." That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, if what you're doing is good, well, I think what you're doing is bad, so I'm going to be the bad guy to you and do yeah. good things. See, I wish it was worded that way. Yeah. You see, you see yourself as a hero, so I'm going to be the evil king. He doesn't want to really want to rule the world. Yeah, I thought that was to, like, you know, make a change to where, like, people can actually be free and, like, you know, not have to worry about being, being tyrannized. Yeah, I don't know if that was a translation thing or if that's actually what he said, but I would have liked it better if he said, I'm gonna be the villain to you. That would have made him sound a lot uh, more. <laughs> I should have asked my, my fiance to translate it better before we yeah. got on here. Well, I want to know if that was a mistranslation or if that was actually how it was said in Japanese. But because yeah. when he's because when he said that with the subtitles we watched, I was genuinely confused. I was like, okay, so is the red evil or who who's evil here? <laughs> it took me a little <laughs> bit to realize what was going on. I don't think he's evil. I think he's just no. He's no. He's not. But at in at the moment, it, it was it, the way he it, he said that to to him. He's like, "I'm gonna be an evil king." I thought he was declaring that he was gonna be the bad guy. When yeah. he wasn't, it was just really confusing dialogue. Do we? Does anybody? Um, does everybody here like know? Like, okay, I know it's only one episode in, but uh, does anybody? Um, does everybody like have an idea of, like who they think their uh, favorite or who they like the best so far, just based on this first episode? Is I'll okay. give it the time. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Who? who? He said yellow. He said yellow. No, I said black. Well, well, oh, black. No, yellow. Yeah. But she's not my favorite. No, I said I said black was my favorite. Yeah, I, I heard need, yellow. I need to. I need to see more of these characters and their element before I say. Yeah, I can't. I can't declare anyone yet. I mean, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you marvelous. But yeah. <laughs> but, but but I do think I'll, that I'll this. Like, if I'm going to give this episode like. A grade just based on like you know us getting the vibes of the personalities of these people. Like, I don't think that I really don't think that even even though this ultimately it does kind of focus predominantly on Gira, I do think that we're shown enough of the other King Odra. So I don't think it's it was completely Gira centric. Like I at least get vibes on who these other people are. It's more Yanma centric than anything else, honestly, or like Rockless centric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so. they have way more focus than even Gira did. Gira's kind of she felt like an afterthought to me. Like to be honest, I mean, 
I know that, like, you know, you, me, and uh, Rizmi and Anthony uh, reviewed, uh, kind of gave some early things on, like, the personalities of these, but I honestly, it might have slipped my mind that Gira was supposed to become red, so much like Patrick, I was actually kind of surprised when he became red, because I had no idea yeah, that me was actually going to happen. That. Like, I legitimately thought at the beginning that, like, Rackless would transform and become a Wagato Rider. We can have an evil or... red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I think I thought one of them. I thought I read. I, I must have misread something. I thought that Rackless was gonna become become a Goja too, but like not really at the same time. I don't know. It was. Although, is it possible that he could become like Rackless could become the sixth flavor because? Like it's called like the the sixth one according to like some scans is called O Kawagata Ojer, so he might have the same theme as Red. So like, could he become like an evil sixth ranger or something? He's probably similar to how uh, what's his name from uh, Zoo Ojer was, but like he's like the same. They they have the same costume, but like different um, attributes or colors, like Duo the World. Not not Zool the World, but um Zool the Bird. Oh. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um That'll be interesting though, if like, you know, a guy who was supposed to be red, you know, becomes the sixth ranger. You know, kinda like Huga in a Ginga Man. Yeah, but um, twisted. <laughs> well, we'll still have it yeah. probably probably sixth ranger, but he's just a I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what to call this because he's not he wouldn't be a sixth ranger, but then read him like Time Fire or Quantum Ranger, where he's kind of his own entity for most of the season, and then maybe gradually starts to join the team as time goes on, like the original Magnet Defender. Yeah, or Go Say Night. As much as yeah, I hate making Night. that comparison, yeah. Oh, don't do this to yourself, Nathan. You're better <laughs> than this. <laughs> yeah, like a Rogue Sixth Ranger would be kind of nice. Yeah, the last time we had one. Wings are kind of rogue. The go on wings. Yeah, I guess. A little bit if you kind of stretch it. Don't yeah, do you... another purple evil ranger like Don Murasabe or something. They've done that like twice now. Oh yeah, because they because they did it with Stacy and then they did it again with uh, Don Murasabe. They might go that direction again. Is it? Uh, do we want to? Um, I mean, does anybody else have anything they want to say? No, I'm, I'm good. No, all I'm gonna say is, I came in super hyped with the glasses of like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I'm definitely starting to see a lot of faults in it as we talk more about it. I have something to say. What no, the hell? Doesn't count. Ant-Man and the Wasp was mid. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, that is bugs me. Well, that does keep in the bug motif. It is bug me. That's not Frankie. You're, you're kind of sort of not really on track. Uh, we say that, can we say that we feel optimistic for this, or consciously optimistic at least? I'm 50-50. optimistic about it. One thing that really irks me, though, is that the villains just come out of freaking nowhere. And yeah, say, I know. They're supposed to. We don't get we don't get a like a view of their lair saying that oh we're gonna plan to attack them no they're just out in the open saying oh we're just gonna just gonna open attack them over I like, honestly for... feel like it well, would have been better if they didn't show the main antagonist at all and just kind of had his minion show up without an explanation yeah I would prefer that over well, anything else I think I think the idea here was they're supposed to reappear what two thousand years later <clears throat> so. I imagine they disappeared where they were 2,000 years ago. Mm. Maybe? I, I don't know. I, Maybe. I don't know. It's not, it's not the fact that they're appearing, it's just I don't like how they appeared. Yeah. Like, I'm, okay, I'm going to I'm have to, I'm to really go deep with the Power Rangers thing. You guys remember the whole, remember the scene with uh, Horag Coming out of the uh, little crack in the yeah. uh, the gate or whatever, 
and appearing and like being on menacing and say I'm finally free. I wish that was what ha- would happen with these guys. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, we're finally free. We're back. We're finally back after all these years or whatever. That would have been been a better uh thing for it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, I don't know. Modern Sentai has its flaws, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm still cautiously optimistic. I, I don't. I, mean, I, I think I'm seeing the flaw. I'm, I'm just noticing the flaws too. So I'm gonna say I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm gonna say I'm optimistic because I have faith. Well, if there's one thing we can't have faith in, Riz, it's that it's is that you might not hate this as much as Geki Ranger because Michiko Yokote isn't the head writer of this Sentai. So, yeah, no, I will not hate this as much as. Uh... Gekka Ranger, because I already have a better impression of the red than I did with Zon. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Damn. So even if no. you're not really a big fan of this, at least you can say it's not Gekki Ranger? No, 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 Frankie, you missed all of my epic rants about how much I hate Gekki Ranger. I should have been. I should have jumped into that and just... No, we're uploading yeah. them to YouTube if you want to go back and watch those. <laughs> it's not going to listen to them. <laughs> Coward. I just, I just jump in the calls. Just to it, disrupt your progress, and it never works. I don't know why I bother. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've worked with you before, man. So I'm not, I'm like, we know how to we know how to podcast with your chaotic energy. We've been through. Listen, listen. Maybe one day I'll watch. Who am I kidding? I'm never gonna watch Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy the toys though for some reason. <laughs> will you? Will you watch Disney on Saver one day? Listen, listen. I'm on Whatever. a. Listen, I am on such a, a I have I try not to curse. I'm really upset with Digimon because of Ghost Game right now. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> say no more. Oh, if, oh, if you're gonna review Ghost Game though, oh, oh, get me in there. I got stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but anyway, um, for people back home, the point is, is King Oger is here. Um, that first episode might have had some pacing issues, but we're getting pretty. But for the most part, I think you know we're you know Patrick might be you know fifty fifty, but I think we got a lot of reasons to think that this could actually turn out to be good. And even if it doesn't turn out to be the best, well, at least we could take some solace in knowing that it's not going to be as bad as something like Geki Ranger and Knee Ninja. I need to ask Patrick this before we end this. Patrick, was this first episode better than Operation Overdrive? <laughs> he knows the questions to ask me. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. I'm a why. See, this is why I always laugh when teachers in grade school said there's no such thing as stupid questions. Because this guy always seems find a way to prove that statement wrong. I figure it out. I've got it <laughs> oh my god. Frankie, you're terrible. <laughs> I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> you've done every you've done everything wrong. Yeah. Just remind me of something. At least it as bad it, like even if this doesn't turn out to be the best, I think it'll be better than Ninja Steel and Operation Overdrive. I mean, I did just spend three hundred dollars on an Omega Mon figure, so I am kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, okay, Nate, you're being very unfair to all other Sentai when you compare it to Overdriver and Ninja Steel. I know, but if you want to set the bar low, I mean, even <laughs> okay, okay, even okay, the bad good. Sentais need to sometimes bad Sentais need to be comforted, being like, "Hey, they're there. Maybe you're bad, okay. but you're not Operation Overdrive." It's okay, okay. Ninja. America did you worse. <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. I'm just, I'm just saying. I still think Ninja is worse than Ninja. But is Mega Force worse than Ghost Sager? I don't know because I haven't Nate. watched Ghost Sager. Uh, I don't Nate. know. They're both pretty bad. <laughs> both pretty bad. I would rather watch Ghost Sager than Mega Force any day. Right. Mega Force is only twenty episodes. So what's the grade yeah, with like, this? You know, like, <laughs> okay, as much as I don't like how they go from like villain to villain, Sager, at least they don't like 
bum rush it like they do in Mega Force because like there's a there's actual like you know a good pace. They fight one Don't enemy. Still create tangents. Yes. So what grade are we gonna give this to wrap this whole thing up? I'd probably give this. Uh, I mean, the pacing that you bring up is probably uh, does kind of bring it down. I was originally gonna give it an eight, but I'm probably gonna give it a seven now, just because I, I get your problems with the pacing, and I'm really frustrated with the fact that they that they showed King Odra in the first episode. But I don't think I still got some pretty good vibes from it, and that's why I'm gonna give it a seven. Everybody else? I'm going to go with a 7.5. I was originally going to get it to 9. But talking to Patrick and you, um, the pacing is definitely worth at least a, one and a half points of issue for the score. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, giving it a 5. Dang. Okay, and, like, even its best parts didn't really do anything for me. Me, to be honest, my cat's like, also upset. He made a noise. <laughs> like you guys, you guys went on about how well characters were characterized in this episode, but honestly, I don't see it. We got like two seconds, or like what, like two to ten seconds of each of them expressing their personality, like once. Yeah, great characterization. <laughs> Okay, it, but remember the bar is set low because of Gecky Ranger. Yeah, but still it wasn't it wasn't enough for me to really say it was good characterization. It was just like the most basic and minute character introductions you could possibly do. So. Yeah. I guess I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony, what about your grid? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven too. I would have given it an eight, but it's just the fact that they literally introduced the mecha so far, so like so early on, and it's like they should have just waited and yeah. at least actually pilot their, each of their mechs, and not and not just have one pilot, you know, the entire mech, you know, robo. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. Red pilots the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, thank you. Way, it is uh, stupid. Red did this in Re-Soldier, so it's like, it makes me like, oh, it's giving me Re-Soldier vibes again because I remember I, I hated what the idea. Was Re-Soldier? That thing was mostly Red's mech? Yeah, it was mostly Red, Red's mech because the other two mechs were like also... They were just armor pieces for Red. But you know what's crazy though is that like freaking Dino Fury did, did it way better because they just had Red's mech be shown up in the second episode in the third episode, they get the Megazord. Well, Hasbro's doing something right, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else anybody wants to say? Nobody yeah. asked what my score was. Come on. You didn't see <laughs> it. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> we do. You said you watched it. I never okay. said that. You put it more my, my closing thought is... Yep. Because we haven't aired any of our Gridman content yet, I can safely say, thank God this isn't Geki Ranger. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. forever give that so crap. I'm sorry. Not really. Hey, That's the new about, Wild Force. Oh my God. About, no, don't worry. We're about to watch Zoo Ranger. I'm going to make him see the light. Right, <laughs> and we're done with that crap. <laughs> oh, it's like that scene from Tangled, and now oh. I see the light. <laughs> uh, we're ending this podcast here, Nate. Hey, get us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, just one other thing. I mean, don't worry, Rez. After we do Grim Man and Geo Ranger, we can do Time Ranger, and then you'll have something good to t- talk about. So, yeah, uh, like in like three months from now. Yeah. You're. Anyway. Um. So that wraps up this. Uh, I want to. Um, so first of all, uh, just a brief uh, thing on how we're going to be handling uh, King Oger. We're going to try to do uh, one King Oger podcast a month. So we'll be doing it in fives. So I guess we'll wait until uh, you know the six episodes come out, and then we'll do reviews on those. Um, you know, um, we'll try to have the whole crew. Although um, if some of us decide that maybe this isn't for us, I mean, you know, they're free to just drop out. So Patrick, if you feel like you can't do it. I'm Don't gonna, feel like yeah. you have to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it ten episodes and then go from yeah. there. 
so that's um that's our schedule um so hope um and we'll try to do this you know for all other sentai that come out you know um we're trying this new thing and uh we'll we'll try to um you know do some reviews on some uh um more recent sentais as well um hopefully soon but anyway uh that wraps up everything we thank you guys so much for listening um to us uh if you're watching this uh, video on youtube uh please like our this video and subscribe to our channel if you're not already subscribed Please leave a comment down below with anything you want us to review, and we will take your comments into consideration. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org, and check us out on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And now, also going to give a personal shout-out to uh, the people who listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. Once again, we thank you guys so much for um, taking the time to listen to us. Uh, join us next time. Uh, I believe that the next uh, podcast that will be posted is our first time uh, taking a look at Gridman. But until that time, we'll see you guys later. And we want to say we love you guys because without you guys, we would not have uh, we would not be able to do this. So we love you guys. Take care. <laughs>